0: Welcome, guys, to another episode of KC Caffeine. My name is Jason. Uh, it is President's Day, so some people had the day off. I didn't. Nope. Nobody here had the day off. It's cool. Um, but we're joined by Austin again. Hello. Hey, Austin, how are you? I'm good. Uh, and then back by Popular Demand, <laughs> the most controversial person we've ever had on this show. oh. I don't know about that. <laughs> I was say uh, you've had Spencer on, right? <laughs> I have had Spencer on. Um, I've had you and Spencer on the same episode. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we were on the same episode. Which might have been the episode that was like, that that caused the most controversy. Um But Todd,
1: welcome back. Hey, what's up? How you been? I have been hanging in there. Yeah. Haven't we yeah. All.
0: You got a you got a you know a famous new podcast and you don't pay us no attention no more down here at the bottom. I've been doing
1: fourth and one since July two thousand eighteen. So Again. Yeah, my, my little Chiefs podcast.
0: Yeah, you know, well congratulations wow. to your Chiefs by the way.
1: Yeah, they didn't suck this year. It was uh, pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> good job for that. I actually the last ten minutes of that game I was actually interested. I was like, Oh shit this might actually happen yeah oh wow okay well and then it did and then it did yeah and like Here the city didn't burn down because i just knew they was gonna fuck up the whole city
1: Nah, they look man they, i don't think kansas city's like that they didn't after the world series in yeah. 2015 either honestly they were more rowdy when they won the world series in 85 than they were anytime recently um, people just around here just like to get turned up. Oh, as they get the drunk. Said. They was drunk. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> there was a lot. And can we talk first one? I've said this on the podcast before. Uh, Travis Kelsey is my mm-hmm. husband in my head. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that I, man is fine.
1: I mean, you're in the ballpark of his type. Um, you're just probably the wrong sex, <laughs> <laughs>
0: or the right sex. He just name. doesn't know it yet. He's just, never you know. Listen, he's that's a fine man. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Anyway, so on this president's day, you know, it's when this is when we're supposed to reflect on the great things that the presidents have done. Oh, is that what this? That's what it's supposed to be. What is supposed to be. Not, not to be buying for. mattresses and no. Having the day um, but I saw something that was trending on Twitter just like maybe twenty minutes ago. And it made me laugh. Uh, it is. It was. Obama is better at everything. <laughs> which I don't know if everything is accurate when we talk to the when we discuss the current president
1: I mean he's not better at squandering a billion dollars he inherited okay um, he's not better at being a douche um, there are things that that the current president is much better at
0: well it's funny because I like I was kind of going over the the hashtag and just seeing what was on the on the feed and someone posted yeah like Obama is better at lying and I was like
2: Uh, that was a Russian bot.
0: And so somebody responded and was like, actually not when you have like this current president has like 16,000 documented lies.
1: The the problem is those
0: those people don't
1: don't care.
0: Right. Well like, they don't. Someone they were like, well, you need to cite your sources, your reputable news sources. And I was like, A, you could check that literally with the device that you're using to tweet this. And B, it doesn't matter what sources that anyone gives you because you have figured, you've decided this is your worldview. And anything that goes against that worldview is irrelevant. Now, mind you, I will say that there are certain things that I'm like that on.
1: I'll like, just say that's that's a disease of both the, the left yeah, and I the mean, right. I mean, I think it's just human nature. We kind of get yeah. caught in our.
0: Yeah, but I don't say that any news that doesn't agree with me is fake news. Like, I just may not. Like the news, but like truth is like that. The you can't argue with facts. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. this is the thing that happened. Yeah. Oh, this happened. It was shitty. It was shitty for the person that like I support. Fuck. Mm-hmm. It's,
2: it's hard to go like, go through those like old hashtags with like, Obama is better. Uh, because Just because you're just like scrolling through and everyone like the good stuff that people are posting. It's just like oh, huh. well, it's was
0: majority good, but every once in a while you see something.
2: Yeah, we had eight years of you know Obama being better at. The last, you know, yeah. compared to the last three.
0: But like I will say, like like d- like the drone the drone strike program, Obama. Mm-hmm. I was not a fan of it. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I'm not gonna be like it didn't exist.
2: When well, you can definitely <laughs> criticize. Yeah, like you know his immigration policies too.
0: Right. Like there are things like, like I'm not gonna be like okay, well these things that the that the president that I support did that are bad don't exist because I support the president, mm-hmm. which is not something that like this current group of. You well,
1: know. you're forgetting about Jesus. That's that's where you're missing the point because Jesus wants to protect the aborted babies, and nothing else matters.
0: Listen, the Bible says. <laughs> come on, let me not even go there. Yeah. <laughs> We're, that, that this is gonna be another very controversial podcast, <laughs> this, right? <isn't>? This <laughs> might be if we do that. Go there. That might be, but the Bible is very clear.
2: It says some things. <laughs> it
0: says some things. Like it's in Genesis. Like it's right there. You don't even gotta go too far into the Bible. It's like right there. When life begins, I will give you a tip, a hint. Breath. That's it. We're gonna go from there. Now your personal politics is fine. I don't care. But that's what's, that if you use the Bible as your your reasoning, gotta read Genesis.
1: That's why I love the Alabama politician who proposed the ma- the mandatory vasectomy uh, at fifty, yeah. and people are losing their minds talking about how stupid it is because they don't understand that the whole point was it to be ironic right. and, to, and to show the, you know, idiocy that is similar laws that, that you know, constrain what women can do with their own bodies. Well, yeah, absolutely.
0: You know what I think is the, the, the funny thing about it was seeing Ted Cruz unironically smack himself in the face with it. You know, cause he's the one that this morning tweeted and was like, wow this is too much mm-hmm. and we're like
1: no and th- but that shows who who
0: among the who among the people
1: can actually is capable of critical thought because, right uh, uh, there's there's the bill was put forth not in jest but understanding that there was no way it was becoming law right it was meant to prove a point yeah about the you know about a legislative body's role in your reproductive rights Mm -hmm. right um and so from that standpoint it was meant it was meant more as a as a conversation starter so to speak and that started Um,
0: conversations
1: right but then it also it also showed that some people just don't aren't capable of of thinking through and and understanding and quite frankly of empathy of being able to put themselves in someone else's shoes right you know, because yeah, really, they can only think of it in terms of their own context. Yeah, we've definitely seen a lot of that over the last three years. Yeah, well, you know. All right. But we get so, to talk about We know,
0: get to talk about future. it. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the meat and potatoes of uh, the, this program, uh, it is February, so we're still doing our Black, our Black Famous series. And this time I have two. Uh, again, I'm bringing you two. I'm bringing you a movie and I'm bringing you some music. And this one is actually, the movie's actually a little bit of both. In the the late 1970s, there was a masterpiece that was made by Quincy Jones. Uh, It had a all-star cast of Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, young Michael Jackson, uh, Nipsey Russell, Lena Horne is in it. Uh, There's Melba Moore, like so many of these people who are like, iconic singers uh, and it was The Wiz which is the black version of the, the Wizard of Oz and it is one of my favorite musicals hands down it is one, like, um, one of the best ones it is amazing it is so bad that it's good absolutely it's like it's and like we have a connection because we did it when you were in high school years and years ago years and years and years <laughs> ago and it and which still has my is one of my favorite performances of Nino Lion is Elgin doing that coming down the stage (laughs) it's fucking amazing and I wish I could find a video someone's got that on video I think I
2: have a copy copy of that if you have that
0: on video I would like a copy of it look
2: we will just do a movie screening Uh, it's amazing (laughs) Uh, and we will relive uh, however many years ago that was
0: I still to this day listen to that soundtrack just whenever I'm like I'm having a bad day (laughs) I'm going to listen to The Wiz. Um, But I always take out the songs that are just Diana Ross and add the original cast recording with Stephanie uh, Mills in it because that is our our Black Famous Music of the Week. Uh, Stephanie Mills is an amazing, amazing singer. She's a Broadway actress. Um, You have probably heard a million of her songs, have no idea who she is. Um, So those are your two things for Black Famous to look up this week. The Wiz stephanie mills all right and we're gonna take a quick break and after that we will be right back with our politics state of the race segment (laughs) hi guys welcome back (laughs) nobody responded so we're gonna try that again hi guys what's hi. up Jason <laughs> so um I wanted to I didn't know
1: you... if you were talking to the audience or to us yeah cause... yeah I
2: kind of yeah. I picture that you were talking to talking to the people yeah I yeah. thought you
1: were breaking the you
2: know breaking fourth the, wall. the fourth wall yeah
0: I mean sure um just kick that wall down just <laughs> knock it. listen we break down barrier that that's yeah. right uh soon we're gonna have a talk back line so people can talk back to us yes. yeah, I love that oh Lord it's gonna be great
2: you need a text line yeah
0: yeah Whew. Anyway. Um, that's for the Patreon people only, so sorry about you, so. Subscribe to you Patreon. subscribe to the Patreon, dude. Like you just gotta do it. Plug that right at the beginning. Of Listen, the show. we plug it I plug it as much as I possibly can. Yeah, I'm trying to This shit is expensive. <laughs> um so I wanted to talk about kind of the state of the race and where we are right now. Kinda of wanted to go through each of the current candidates mm-hmm. and kinda of get your thoughts on them, you know right now and how you feel and yes. the first person like we have to start, to start with joe biden oh god and do we though yeah listen because like technically he's the front runner is he though no
1: he's not i think sanders is the front runner at this point i agree
0: i mean listen we I can think. start with joe biden absolutely. we can start with like listen i deal in blackness and in blackness joe biden is the front runner so <laughs> Let's all right you. Um, I mean,
1: I think he's still got hope, because I think Super Tuesday is when it will be Mm -hmm. sorted out. But I would not characterize him as the front runner at this point.
0: Um, Here's my thing on Joe Biden. I wish he would stop running on his record with Obama and tell us what he's going to do.
2: Yes. And then I would like him not to. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I mean, I think the thing about, like, Joe Biden is... He, he doesn't inspire anything. You know, his plans are... Well, a lot... He doesn't really have a lot of plans to begin with. And, I mean, really, it just... His interactions on the campaign trail have not been very positive.
0: No. Um, I really feel like... I think that... I don't think that Joe Biden is a great campaigner. No. Um, I, he's, I think he's
1: a terrible candidate overall. Uh, you know? I mean, I think his campaign's been terrible. Yes. I mean, they... They've hit almost almost every note you could try to hit, um, you know. They have just avoided like the plague, um, you know. And he he turns into a crotchety old man anytime somebody challenges him on the campaign trail, which does nothing to inspire confidence. Right. I mean, we've already got a a, a crybaby who can't take criticism in the White House now. I mean, I don't. We don't need that. I mean, get a thicker skin. But look, I mean, if you want an insider, then Joe Biden's your guy. Uh, But I don't know anybody who looks at this race and says, you know what we need more of the same. Let's get a Washington insider in the way. I don't know anybody who, who views that as well. That's not true. I know some people who do, but it's just people who, you know, love Parks and Rec and still think I of. fucking love Parks and Rec and first do of all. Well, right, Parks and, and they just, but they're just still Leslie open and the crap out of their love for Joe Biden. Yeah. But I
2: think now, that it's. I, I, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, to the credit of Joe Biden, he, according to the polling, has a lot of support within the African American community.
0: Well, that's because I, I, I think that's, I think it's two things. One, that is the coattails of Obama. Correct. Correct. Um, yes. And two, because he's a known quantity where some of yes. the, the rest of those people are not known.
1: Absolutely. Um, I, but I, to me, that's a terrible reason to vote for him because I think a lot of the questions that some of the other candidates have um, as far as their ability to inspire and get out the minority vote can be answered with a savvy uh, VP pick. Um, I don't I don't think that Mayor Pete is unelectable, uh, you know, in all circumstances. I think Pete has some challenges. Some of the other candidates don't as far the as the minority through, candidate. Yeah. But but I think that people are forgetting that you have the whole process of a vice presidential pick. And if you're smart with that. That person can help you hit some demographics you might be weak in, and and also address some policy shortcomings you might have. So this idea that like the candidate has to be a perfect candidate uh, is is phony, and, yeah. and it's and it's well, and idea, it's
2: pointless. The idea of a perfect candidate doesn't exist either. Well, and I also
0: think that the I think you have a point there with that that VP pick because if we look at 2016, you know, Trump wasn't doing very <laughs> well with evangelical Christians. Mm-hmm. and so he picked Pitts well him, by him picking Pitts he picked up those evangelical Christians and then now they've jumped out the window because <laughs> like right and, and it can go the other way too
1: I mean I think I think Hillary's pick of Tim Kaine was as uninspiring as bl- and as bland as you can get and it, yeah. it did nothing it did nothing to give her a bounce I still wish she'd have picked Warren and maybe we wouldn't have ever been in this situation but the, this, the opposite can happen too I mean I, I think John McCain, I think, was was in good shape with a lot of independents and, and and a lot of uh, particularly independent middle aged whites. And yeah. then he picked Sarah Palin. A lot of people were like, like "No, oh, listen, yeah. we don't
0: need that kind of crazy." Nope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Ironically, a lot of those people then voted for someone even stupider. Uh, you know, down the road. Well, um, you know, that's that,
0: because. But it's uh, I I call it, that's the black bounce. It was whoa. It got a little too dark. We weren't expecting this darky to make it this far.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? I I, I honestly I. I mean, we can relitigate the twenty sixteen yeah, election, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, I think I think Hillary made a lot of missteps, um, and and I think part of it was was the Tim Kaine pick, which I, yeah. to me I, I still look back and I say, what Why? what yeah. yeah, what was that supposed to accomplish? I just think like when you
2: like look at Joe Biden, you just see a continuation of a lot of those missteps, right? And yeah, and I, I just think I, he's I mean Joe Biden exists in the same circles as like Hillary Clinton, and, and, and you know that kind of. Older generation, kind of old school, centrist politics, Washington—you know, insider dealing.
0: I think, but I think the thing about the what's for us as you know liberals and some independents, what we you know or left left of center, mm-hmm. we look at Joe Biden and we're like, okay, like it's time for him to you know to move on and let mm-hmm. this you know. But for people who maybe maybe right of center, mm-hmm. they look at someone like joe biden and see a safer choice
2: yeah i think uh, though what they when they look when they someone looks at joe biden who maybe have those opinions what they also see is familiarity right and they feel comfortable they feel safe in that familiarity right there's a lot of new candidates who are running for president right now that are unknown entities or unknown right. like no one knows what the what they'd be like because you know they don't have that same sort of history that joe biden does right uh but at the same time, to Joe Biden's like detriment, that is also harming his we, campaign. because
0: because he's on record. For, there's so many problematic things that he has said and done that are on record, which yeah. is the same issue that we had with you know Hillary, mm-hmm. where there were so many things that were on record that like okay, so you have a lot to answer for. Yeah, you know, especially when you're talking in you know in minor, minority and people in communities of color. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact but the the fact that Joe Biden gets a pass. Because he was VP to Barack Obama. Right. You know, to me, like, it's both maddening, but I get it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, we know, look, we know he ain't too racist.
1: <laughs> we don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the problem, though, with everybody trying to ride Obama's coattails is none of them have the talent as a politician and as a speaker that Obama did. And so, you know, Obama was able to inspire. Clinton was not. Right. Joe um, Biden is not. Mm-hmm. So you can you can ride Obama's coattails all you want, but yeah. unless you get some lessons in eloquence and oratory, yeah. I mean, from I him, I you're going to struggle.
2: I do think that we do see some candidates <coughs> like the president right now who do inspire a, a certain level of, of motivation and, and movement building. But obvi- those candidates are much further left. Right, where you have the Bernie which Sanders, that, Elizabeth Warren. The, I was go uh, with next. you know, of, of the candidates who who are inspiring, you know, millions of people, and and that may not be the traditional like Obama coalition. It's I think it's a, you know the credit where Bernie or Elizabeth Warren have is that they're drawing in a lot of different people um, into the political process, and
0: so that's going to bring me to my next candidate, which was Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, I Bernie Sanders is one of those like. I don't understand. I I get him like mm-hmm. and like, he would be someone that I would be like. I understand your policies. Cool, great. But like, how did you get so many? Like the Bernie Bros and the Trumpers mm-hmm. are like are the same to me. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I they
1: they irritate me as much as each other. And um, it's <sighs> it's
0: it's and and to me like it, it kind of makes me be less inclined to. Sure. Pay attention to like a Bernie Sanders because his fans are so like like the Bernie or bust mm-hmm. and it's just like, okay, that's not good, right? That's not that's not great yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Oh no, let me be clear.
1: <clears throat> if Bernie ends up getting the nomination, I'll I'll vote for him. I would vote for a moldy ham sandwich inside a trash bag with a dead raccoon over Trump at this point. <laughs> so so I don't care I don't I mean yeah. at this point I don't care. I don't care what, who, or what the left trots out. I mean, you could literally take the garbage outside your house right now, and put it in a sauna from now until November, and I'm voting for that that steaming pile of garbage in November. I promise you, because yeah. anything is preferable to this. But I think Bernie's got a serious electability issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
2: I, look, I'll make no qualms about it. I'm a no. I, I'm a. Known open like you're Bernie, Bernie supporter. I like fair. Bernie. I do. I'm not now. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I won't condone any sort of bad behavior from anyone. Right. You know any anyone supporters. Right. I think the thing about like presidential politics, particularly this year, is because I think people are beginning to realize how critical this election is. Right. right. Even more so than 2016. Like every election is important, and every election has consequences. And I think this one especially. And I think people are really passionate more so than maybe any any time before about their candidate and you get and and i think now i think we've what we've seen over the last few years is those boundaries like of respect and like you know just you know acknowledging that you can support your candidate and not be a jerk to another person
0: right
1: you know we see less and less of that see but and
0: that does bother me i disagree
1: with you i think that's true for the trump coalition and i think that's true for the sanders coalition Mm -hmm. And i don't think that's true for anybody else i i am not solidly behind or inspired by any of these candidates Mm -hmm. i really could not care less the the debates have not inspired me i don't think the democ i think the democrats as a whole don't know how to run a campaign they're too busy infighting and slapping each other around and they don't even know how to how to come up come together and come up with a cohesive strategy for how to attack the you know trump and, and his base and And, you know, I just, I'm, I am all out on the Democrats right now. I mean, first of all, I'm not an ideologue to begin with. Mm -hmm. I, I, am not a person who puts party above anything else. Mm -hmm. Like I I do not care. I will vote for anyone, anytime, anywhere, as long as I feel like they represent the best interests of, Mm -hmm. of the middle class, which is the people that I think they should be concerned about. Uh, I'm not a big Bernie fan, Mm -hmm. um, but I would be fine with Warren. I would be fine with Buddha Judge. I would be fine if if it's Biden and we've talked about his shortcomings, I would be fine with Biden. And at the end of the day, if Sanders is who ends up getting the nomination, I would be fine with him. Yeah. Uh, but I I really do not have a strong affinity to mm-hmm. to either one, and I think that's why the Bernie Bro group irritates me so much mm-hmm. because they try to make it sound like if you're not for us, you're against us and it's mm-hmm. like, it's that's not true. Yeah. I look at the situation. I think Bernie has some serious electability issues. And, and, and I fundamentally disagree with some of his policy positions. So he's not my top choice. Yeah.
2: Um, I can't
1: say I disagree
2: with really any of his I
0: don't, I don't disagree with really, with really any but of that's his policy the thing. I mean, that's the thing between him yeah. and
2: Elizabeth, right, is that they share very similar They're so policies. Similar. They're so similar in their, in their policy goals and their visions. You know, and so, so I, for me, someone who's very progressive, someone who's very, like, you know, In in that camp of the the Democratic Party, you know, it's 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 tough, I think, you know, but obviously we see that Bernie, you know, he kind of led a lot of these conversations that we're having now in 2016. And we're continuing those conversations now and we will continue to have those conversations, be it if Bernie is the nominee or not, be it if he becomes president or not. Right. Those conversations don't happen because to the credit of the Sanders campaign in 2016 and into now that campaign drew in a lot of young people who are now becoming more politically engaged. And I think that government and democracy in America can only benefit from that engagement. Oh, I agree.
0: I agree. Well, and I think it's it's so interesting and it's been said before, like, this, you know, how, how does Bernie Sanders, like, He's 78-year-old, you know, Jewish man, like, has inspired all of these young people yeah. to get into politics. I think that's a great thing. Yeah. But what I think, I think the other side of that coin is, is he's inspired all of these young people to get into politics, but has not ex- showed them how to speak. You know how to speak politically and how mm-hmm. to actually like engage in people mm-hmm. to get them to understand. Yeah. This is my well, policy position. I, this is why I feel the way that I do.
1: I think some of it has just is also just the age. I mean, you talk about you know, how you know, had the number of young people are involved and we're seeing more and more kids that were maybe 15, 16 mm-hmm. uh, when it came around are going to be eligible to vote vote for the first time this year. I just don't think uh, teenagers and those in their early 20s are the most gifted at <laughs> being able to have a nuanced conversation because they lack experience mm-hmm. and and they don't, like a lot of times when you're in your early 20s, there there's no gray area. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, Everything's black or white to you, and I think the older you get, and the more the more you see, the more you experience in life, the more you realize that everything's really a shade of gray. Yeah. This idea of black and white just doesn't exist. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I can I can definitely see where 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 you're saying that. I'm not sure that like I completely agree. I mean, I think that. Uh, well, I'm person, also as the as the as the as the person who hasn't experienced it as the 20-something. <laughs> but no, I when I. I mean, you can look at any of these people, any members of Congress right now, a lot of these members who are in their 60s, 70s, you know, and they can barely have nuanced conversations either, you know. And so I think it's a matter of, you to to make blanket statements is, is maybe a little too broad. As
0: a point of order, I will say that this is also the person who read the Affordable Care Act in well, high school, so like
2: <laughs> I did do
0: that. That's true. So, so, so he
1: might he might be on an, on an extreme side. I, right. I, I don't think the average. I would say that the average high schooler average... has has read an act an, any policy, much less something as oh. dense as the Affordable Care Act. No, no but I think that not. there's.
0: But what 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 I personally think that the the Democratic Party needs, and really politics needs in general, is that passion from those young people. But we have to figure out how to temper that passion. Mm-hmm. With nuanced conversation, right. because yeah. then you, what you what you don't what, what you have then is not Bernie Bros, you know, screaming because you don't like Bernie, so we're going to burn the building down, right. you know. It's this is why Bernie's why why these uh, these policies are good mm. for me and good for the people coming yeah. behind me, I, and then have that conversation. It's definitely, I think.
2: Uh, what I think we're missing here is, you know, I think it's great that people are passionate about certain policies. I I love the fact that people are really out there advocating for them. But it's a matter of like, okay, you're passionate about an idea and a policy. How or how are, like how can we make it a reality? Right. right. Policy making is hard. It is very difficult. Doing the work. Doing the work is really hard. You know, doing the door knocking and the in the the barnstorming and like you know and and the campaigning and all that stuff. You know, that is one part of advocacy. But the actual like you have to bridge. Between advocacy and actual policy making, and that I think is where we're we're still trying to like work on, um, both for for the younger generation and, and older generations now who are who have you know definitely kind of delved into the, the partisan politics that have gridlocked. Democracy. Well, I was
1: gonna say, I mean, I mean, at the heart of politics good politics is compromise like mm-hmm. like not everybody is an angel or a demon in fact it, like I said I mean there this this idea that everyone's all bad or everyone's all good is I, is, don't know. I think Mitch McConnell's probably evil no nah, it's it, it but it but that see that's what I'm saying is all of that it's all fallacy it all yeah. of that is fallacy and and so at the heart of at the heart of it is compromise I mean look the fact that there are, are people out there who are worried about what Bernie's plans would do to, you know, like if you're in your fifties and you're, you don't have any kids going to college and you have no dog in the college fight at this point, cause mm-hmm. you're setting your career. The fact that these people worry about what, ta- and these are people who are probably already paying taxes because they don't get to take as many deductions as some other groups do mm-hmm. college students, people who, you know, who have children stuff like that because you can take your tuition and, and different things like that as a deduction. The fact that those people worry about what happens to them if if their taxes go up to pay for college that's not to just dismiss their concerns out of hand uh, is is in my opinion foolish. Like you yeah. and I don't think that the left has gotten to the point where they're willing to listen to other people. Right now, part of my problem is that it because it's gotten so so partisan Everything's gone so far to the left or to the right that it's not healthy because at the heart of it is people bringing the best ideas they have together and working on a compromise that benefits the most people. And we don't even give a crap about that anymore. We just say, get on board with me or else. I think the the biggest
2: concern that I have with that, though, it, historically, is that the Democrats— and this is a problem with, that the Democrats have, is that they will compromise themselves to the right. Yes. You know, the Republicans will will dig their heels into the ground and say, no, we don't want to do that. And then the Democrats will keep fighting and pushing, and then they'll compromise to something that is a watered-down version of something that the Republicans can actually digest. You know, and, you know, that to me is not good middle-of-the-road pol- you know, policymaking. That's just giving what the right way compromise
0: is supposed to be you win you know you live we all win win, right
2: right. that's what compromise to me is is we all win and historically what we've seen is that the the republicans have always won
0: well and 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 to that point it is also you know we policy wise we have moved to the right to the point where there are some you know now that are considered leftist policies that not just now 20 years ago Were Republican policies, Mm -hmm. you know, amnesty and all of that. Those were Republican policies that have just. You're getting closer
1: to forty years ago
0: for that. Well, I'm only listen, bitch. I'm only thirty eight, and I remember it. Don't try. Well, also, I mean, too, like, I think people (laughs)
2: look at like the leftist movement in in the United States as this like that that it's like super far left. I mean, there are much further left, you know party members around the world right Right. you know some of those European left parties are are much further left than even a Bernie Sanders Uh, and so uh, for me it's it's a it's a matter of you know the left has a vision for where we like we think that the future should be in in the United States and it's a matter and I don't disagree compromise is important and having conversation and making sure that we're including everyone and and everyone understands like it's it's a it's a movement that we're having together right it's all of us together uh, and if we're, if we're taking care of students, if we're taking care of the elderly, if we're taking care of people who are poor, then, then we're taking care of all of us, too. And I think right. that's hard, I understand, especially in the environment and the, like the economy and the, in the, in the, in the, the society in which we've built in America. Um, but to me, like we have to keep pushing at those conversations.
1: Right, but I, I, I think that too often I see some people who are incapable of... Of letting other people in and to me that's a problem the left should strive to be the party of inclusion the left should say tell us what your problems are let's see if we can fix Mm -hmm. them the left should not seek to demonize other people because because they are having a hard time getting on board with a single-payer system Mm -hmm. or free college for all Mm -hmm. or or whatever the policy may be Mm -hmm. and that goes back to to Jason's point about being able to have nuanced conversations and not just shouting into the the void of social media and and shouting everyone down
2: now i do think that there is a difference i know you have a point and i want you to say it (laughs) but I, i will say i do think there there is a difference between acknowledging that someone has a different viewpoint and they may feel uncomfortable about a specific policy or an issue i think it's a whole nother thing when someone uses their power or their privilege and their access to then litigate and, like, impose policies that restrict someone else's, you know, abilities.
1: Well, but the people I'm talking about don't have any more power than you do. That's
0: true. So. But
2: there are people in power who have that those abilities, and they do use that power to take people's rights away.
0: Which is why um, Mitch McConnell's the worst. I don't care how much <laughs> you think it is. Mitch McConnell's the damn worst. Oh,
1: Mitch, <laughs> Mitch McConnell's, he's a sex shit with a dead raccoon in it, too. I mean, You're I'm not, not yeah. I mean, he's in the same boat. I look. Like, I'm not. Def- I'm not. I'm not defending those people, but I think it's dangerous when, when you when you think that someone is absolutely corrupt or that someone has no redeemable quote. Qual- I, I just think it's dangerous, I, on either side.
0: Sure. Um, well, so to to move the conversation forward. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go Warren next, and with Warren, all I have to say is ditto. Um, yeah. Kind of the same. The same stuff I said about. Um, Sanders is kind of my feelings on Warren. I feel like Warren has made a made a few more missteps mm-hmm. um, in her in in the need to like, especially early on in the campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: think she was the sneaky. I think she was a sneaky front runner. Yeah. When it all started, and I mm-hmm. think she has really like stepped on a couple landmines.
0: Yeah, and oh. it's it's like I think that as far like do I think that she would be a very capable president. You know, she's well, again, learning.
2: I think we've all decided that any of the folks yeah. who are running for for president right now on the Democratic side, save of one or two, <laughs> uh, we're not or there maybe yet. a few. <laughs> we'll get to that part of the list. You know, would be very capable. They, you know, they would be able to take Washington, or the, at least the White House, the, the you know, the executive branch, and and p- put it back into a place where it should be. Right. You know, we've so far removed from how government is supposed to operate. Uh, you know, that any of them would like be.
1: 10 times better than who we currently have. Yeah. I have the, I mean, part of my issue also though, and it kind of goes back to compromise. I'm not sure how much, it's great to talk about policy. And I had the same reservation with Obama in 2008 was, it's great to talk about policy, but there's also the reality of what are you truly going to be able to accomplish? Absolutely. Right? And and I look at Sanders and, and I look at Warren and I have mm-hmm. the same issue where I say, how in God's green earth do you expect... To get congress or anyone to yeah, go to go along well, but that, i think
2: go ahead well that is something that i think that none of the candidates are talking about enough um, right some of they do talk about it but they don't talk about it enough in that nothing is ever going to happen if we also don't win back this right
0: and that's it, it, well they kind of brought that up on this last debate
1: yeah but that's and, why you i think you need a candidate who can not just win a presidential campaign but mm-hmm. can lead from the front with yeah. another blue wave. I mean,
2: because we saw this during the Obama years where, like, you know, we got destroyed at the state level. We You know, we lost over a thousand state legislative seats across the country. We lost the Senate and the House, right? And I'm not saying that's necessarily Obama's fault, but you have to invest in those races too. Right. Right? You can't just pin all of your hopes and dreams about the future of your country well, I think on part of one that was, person.
0: part of that, you know, not to really get a, a li- relitigate the Obama years, but part of that was there was so much political capital spit on... Right on the affordable care act yes. that they're, they're really like
1: uh, i i think it had a lot to do with the fact that the the republicans have just been way 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 out in front on gerrymandering oh, yeah. so long well, too <laughs> you know they yeah. just oh, yeah. well That's... and a party that was so
2: willing to lean into racist tropes about right. about yeah. the president absolutely uh, and and i think that is a big issue with with elizabeth warren is that too many people are willing to lean into misogynistic Tropes and like really pin her like her gender as a reason why she shouldn't be president. Well, I don't
0: think that that's. I mean, they did that to with with Hillary as well. Yeah. Um. And to the point, like like I personally feel like there was no one more qualified to be president than Hillary Clinton. Like pay, on paper, For sure. From a resume standpoint, from, from a resume really. st- standpoint, there's no one more qualified to be president. Um. You know, did that mean that I would have been like 100 percent skipping down the roads happy that no. I mean, I wasn't happy with anyone, like but we probably wouldn't be where we're at now. You know what I mean? Um Yeah, but I I also feel like with, with Warren it's because of the, 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 the kind of missteps and the things that that happened early on mm-hmm. and, and kind of this there is a pandering that she did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, much like Hillary with the I I too have hot sauce in my bag uh, Um was That's just kind of that. That was kind of skeevy. That I feel like she Mm -hmm. hasn't clean gotten that off of her, Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people have kind of written her off. And also the I you know the I love a person who is prepared. You know she has a plan for everything, and that's to me that's
2: awesome. And to her credit, for her campaign, you go to any of her campaign offices generally, uh, is they have the plans on the walls. Right, and you can just pull if you have an issue you can pull and there's the plan that's what she has and I mean I think people appreciate
1: that I mean I appreciate that to me that's a huge difference between Biden Biden's campaign is so disorganized
2: absolutely and he has
1: like I just I cannot imagine a campaign mismanaging things more than they have what will be interesting to me will be coming out of Super Tuesday whether Warren or Biden drops out and then where does that support go go right uh, well, where does just, that support and where does that money go?
2: Yeah, it, it would be interesting because I'm not sure that Warren's support is entirely like progressive leaning. Right. Uh, and so there may oh, be... Oh,
1: I, I think she appeals to moderate independents who lean yeah. left way more than Bernie does. Sure, and so, so,
2: I mean, I could see a lot of... If she were to drop out of the race, I could see a lot of her support moving over to a, a Mayor Pete or an Amy Klobuchar. Um, I don't know how much it would actually move over to a Biden or a Mike Bloomberg.
0: We're, uh, no, we, we're getting to that. yeah <laughs> uh, I but opinion. no,
2: I I I absolutely agree. I you know, I and I think she really has to 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 show a good standing on Super Tuesday. I mean, we've got the Nevada caucus coming up this weekend, and we have this uh, South Carolina primary, and so I mean, those are two really important races. Yeah. Um, but Super Tuesday for sure, and that her campaign has said that they're going through Super Tuesday. So well. yeah.
1: And, and Biden's going to do well in South Carolina, I think. Sure. And that's where he's got he's got to relaunch his momentum yeah. but from. But all that. indications show that Bernie Sanders is going to win
0: Nevada. He's going to win Nevada, yeah. and 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 they're saying that, you know, Biden's kind of make or break is is South Carolina, right? Yeah. Um, and I think he'll show. I think I think he'll, he'll show well there. Listen, black folks love go by well,
1: well but I think I think that the, the question is then can he can he capitalize on that or is his campaign in so much disarray that it won't yeah. matter by the time he get to Super Tuesday And
2: you look at recent polling I mean soup when you get to Super Tuesday they've got Texas and California right and those, so those are those two most important states for the Democratic primary and both Texas and California have Bernie Sanders leading by wide margins in both right. states. Um, and so, now mind you, it's be- all proportional. Absolutely. I'm so- just going to
1: say, also, beware of polling. We- well, that too. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, <laughs> I, I know. I, know. You, you know, I think, you know, I think Sanders... Tr- you can only trust us so much,
2: but I think... I think Sanders
1: I- has a good chance of, of taking California, but I, I think Texas is going to be a
2: lot closer than people think. Oh, sure. I Absolutely. I would agree.
0: So, I want to move on to uh, Mayor Pete. We've said his name a few times. Yes. Yes. Um, that's Pete Buttigieg
1: for people who don't, you know. Yes.
0: Here's my problem with with Mayor Pete. I think he is a fine, respectable young man. I think that he would do an admirable job in the White House. I just think he's boring.
2: Yes. Yes. And to, to that end, boring isn't necessarily a bad
1: thing. Right. But I'm not sure that boring necessarily wins you with the White House either. If if I were voting in the primary today, I'm voting for Mayor Pete.
2: And I would definitely not
1: be.
0: I I wouldn't be voting. You've already said you're voting for Sanders, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't vote for Pete. There are just it's that to me he is like it's he's very robotic. And he doesn't feel less well, I mean less
2: because well, I, mean, uh, I don't really I'm less interested in how someone like presents and engages with, on the campaign except for Joe Biden, and he's just rude to most people uh, um, to me it's like I, I, I disagree with with with, Mayor, his with his policies and and I take issue I you know I'll, it's great you know he's a gay man who's running for president and he's gotten much farther than any other gay man in presidential politics has ever gone. So there, that I mean, there is history being made in this campaign every single day, and I give credit to that. But at the same time, I take issue with this campaign also not engaging with it. Right. Either. Right. He he's, he's, you know, and he just is
0: a man who happens to be married to another man. Yeah, and, you know, and there's no, there.
2: there's no standard. There's no, you know, there's no set way in like how you should be gay, right? You know, he can be who he is, and that's fine. But also, when there are members of the queer community within the lgbtq community who are saying your policies are going to hurt us and the fact that you are a member of our community and don't see that you know that is an issue uh and his campaign is failing to recognize that
0: well i think right now his like it almost is in my in my view like i speak in my opinion it, it almost as if he is running as like i said the dude that just happens to be married to another dude You know, um, he is as like he is that straight acting gay, you know, the the uh, I call him grinder perfection, (laughs) you know, because, you know, no fats, no fems, you know, blah, 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 like just very much a, you know, I'm just gays. They're just like you, which is great if that is what you want. You know, that's how you present. Awesome. I have no problems with that, you know, but I also feel like. You know, like, I was there, I was reading an article where there was... He was doing a campaign event, supposed to be at a, at a gay bar. And he didn't do the event because there was a stripper pole. You know? There just happened to be a stripper pole behind him. And so he... They canceled the event. And it's like... Because he didn't like... The, they didn't like the optics. Well, you know, po- I mean, that's part of politics, though. Like- yeah, but it, to me, like, it's...
1: And, and he would also get castigated if he had done it and and people had made fun of him for it he's kind of in a no-win situation with some of this um you know if he acts you know if he acts too gay he wouldn't have any support if he was out there you know kissing his husband all the time people would be like
0: oh god you know what to does re- kiss his husband all the time well I, don't, I mean they're, they're Christ kisses I don't think they're really in love but that's just my that's I don't mean that well Go. I mean but this is what I'm talking talk about. I mean, Jason, look, this so.
1: is this is exactly what Hillary went through, where, where she got micromanaged about crap that no other candidate absolutely. had to get micromanaged about because people couldn't just get over themselves yeah. and just listen to what he had to say and yeah. deal with him as a candidate. They they keep judging him, like you said, against the standard that doesn't even exist yeah. no, absolutely. A, about how they would want it to be done. And, and it's not, in a lot of ways, it's not fair to his yeah. candidacy.
2: And so for me, I try not to focus on <laughs> You know his sexuality, or or how he engages on the campaign trail, or how he talks, or, or whatever. You know, because I'm I don't care about any of that stuff. Right. To me, the most important thing, and obviously, you know, this is my opinion, but to me, the policy is the most important thing. And there are fundamental flaws to his policies.
1: Which ones do you have the biggest issue
2: with? I don't agree with his uh, his Medicare for all. If those you if you want it, whatever his tagline is for his campaign, uh, he has really big issues with with labor. I think he he. He talks a big game about supporting labor, but he has no support from the labor unions across the country. And a lot of those labor unions are actively resisting his campaign uh, because they view his policies as harmful to the labor movement. Uh, You know, and so uh, and and again, you look at uh, protests that have happened as a campaign by, I mean, there's an organization that has come out called Queers Against Mayor Pete. Yep, I've seen that. uh, You know, who who are pointing out how his policy positions, and they're not just his. I mean, you, you can go to like an Amy Klobuchar or, or Mike Bloomberg or Joe Biden, and those policies kind of cut across, yeah. right? So it's not specifically him. Um, the only reason they're targeting him is because he is the gay candidate, right? They feel for like president. he should be. He should be of of more supportive of. Those, here's what.
0: Here's what, and I, I agree with you. I'm only stopping you because I feel like I got to get this out. My issue with with Pete, as far as style is concerned, mm-hmm. has nothing to do with. You know like i get everything that you guys are saying like there's a standard that you know it's unattainable i get all that but as a visible gay you know what i mean like as a as a as a person who yeah you know you can't miss you know the fact that i'm gay you know and and dealing with the things that i had to deal with being a visible gay um i would expect and i would hope that someone who was a gay candidate would see and understand those things and also fight for those and i don't feel like he does that and that's what my issue with 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 Pete comes in and i get like i get it like you can do whatever you want to do but just know that like i expect the feelings that you felt you know coming up as a, a gay kid in, in in america are the same feelings that i felt and the same feelings that you felt you don't feel them because you don't have that problem <laughs> but
1: i don't think it's a problem Whatever you do, you uh, but you know words matter, Jason. Shut up. <laughs> I will say. I mean, he's he's done very
2: well, and yes. I think because I think people look at Mayor uh, Mayor Pete and they see someone who is a fresh voice for I, the middle lane of the Democratic Party. Yes,
1: I don't think he gets enough credit as a veteran. I don't think he gets enough credit, um, uh, gets sure. enough credit um, for being an outsider. Um, you know, and. and and I, I also think that he's a young candidate mm-hmm. who uh, I don't think his campaign's been without flaws either. I don't think they've been as serious of no. missteps no. as Elizabeth well, Warren. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've been as serious of missteps. Well, look, I mean, the, look, the very, the very, the the polling numbers in the two, first two caucuses bear out the fact that Mayor Pete hasn't made as serious of missteps as Elizabeth well, Warren because he's beat
2: her like a drum in both steps. I think the issue, the difference, though, is that. Both, you're going to, when you have Iowa and New Hampshire, both of those places being exceedingly white, uh, you don't have the same issues. Mayor P doesn't have to worry about the same issues because the people who are voting are going to be predominantly white. I think once you get to a Nevada or a South Carolina, his issues yeah. well, become much I, harder. Well,
1: but the... the, the it, but the same issue applies to Elizabeth Warren. Sure. Yeah. I'm those not saying too, but and also, I'm specifically talking about like Warren versus Buttigieg.
2: Yeah, I'm. But you know, mayor Mayor Pete's uh, campaign was accused and found out to be utilizing, you know, uh, you know, not photos of not of, of people who they were claiming to be supporters, but were really not like real photos. They were just they were fo- photos, they were stock photos. They were stock photos. There's the word I was trying. To. They like were stock photos. The, the
0: forced diversity. Or, yeah. like, you know, and, there was, and, and
2: saying that there are prominent African Americans in South Carolina who were supportive of the campaign who later came out, like, I never said that. Right. Like, I, you know, no.
0: And then he told that, you know, there was the black woman that he told that he doesn't really need, like, I don't need your vote. And, you know, it's, if, if you are, if you are talking to, you have, like, with understanding that the the a large portion of the Democratic caucus, you know, and the Democratic voters are, you know. Black people, especially black women. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean. So like, you have to. There is a line that you have to toe. And well, I, I also think that Democrats, in in a lot
1: of respects, feel like they they don't have to anymore because the reality the reality of the electoral map is that the black vote doesn't doesn't matter as much because they didn't turn out when it wasn't one of their own. No, nope, no, nope, they just hear me out. They didn't turn out when. Look, the, the voter numbers say that they didn't vote as, uh, in the same numbers that they did in '08, and 2012. And the, the reality of the situation is if, if any Democratic candidate can flip North Carolina, Pennsylvania, or Florida, it doesn't
0: matter what Trump does. Here's None of case. it matters. That's no. the reality of the electoral map. But the but the South the other, Carolina doesn't matter. But the other the other reality of the electoral map is is that no candidate in the Democratic prime the Democratic caucus is going to win without black women. Period.
1: Right, That's but true. if you look at Pennsylvania and how close that was in the 2016 election, it doesn't take much of a shift among independent white voters to completely flip that state either. There are a lot of people who I think Said, you know what? I just want to try something different. I hate Washington. I'm going to give somebody else a try. And I think they've seen what the reality is, and they're like, yeah, this ain't for me. And they're willing to flip right back. And I think in those swing states, it you're there's all it takes is one percent, and Pennsylvania's flipped. Yeah.
2: I think it's I, I think it, it's important to also recognize how governments across the country have state governments across the country have systematically tried to prevent African Americans from voting minorities. In general, but African Americans specifically from voting, Uh, and I mean, you see it in Wisconsin, you see it in Michigan, you see it in Pennsylvania, uh, you see you see it in these states uh, where they put in policies that then make it harder for for African Americans to vote. You know, you you can talk all day about you know voter turnout, but at the end of the day, you know, the Democratic Party is also obligated to invest in in the community and.
1: Well, I would argue that the Republican party is too. So.
2: Well, yes, but we don't <coughs> understand the Republicans aren't going to do it. They they are they're, they're honing in on on their shrinking base. Whereas the Democrats have the benefit of our base is expanding is that the people who vote Democrat, you know, are that's an, a growing demographic across the country, right? We have the benefit that if we invested in places where there were you know where where we actually invested in, in African American communities, where we weren't, where the party didn't just pay play uh, pay lip service to to the community, where we could actually win in places like Georgia, we could right. win in places like North Carolina regularly. We could win. I mean, we the reason why Doug Jones is in the Senate right now one because he was running against a pedophile and a rapist, but also because. He invested, his campaign invested in the African American community in Alabama. And Doug Jones would not be a senator right now if not for the black women who went out and made sure that the black vote came out right. for him. But, but, but what, what you're I'm
1: saying what, is, in terms of presidential politics and the reality of the electoral map, that's not the reality is that South Carolina is irrelevant. But here's Nevada's the Nevada is irrelevant. No, it the doesn't, they just that,
0: don't matter. Here's the other thing that that, that that I think when we're talking in this and we're talking about Mayor Pete and his issues with the black community, part of the reason that the black community did not come out in the numbers for Hillary Clinton as they did you know, with Barack Obama is a, has a lot of it had to do with the... Tim Kaine. Huh? Tim Kaine. A, Tim Kaine. <laughs> a, Tim Kaine. And B, because she assumed it was already in the bag. Yes. You know, she assumed she already had that coalition so she didn't work for it. Mm-hmm. And what... The, the problem that with the with Pete is is that if you're not going to do that work, no, they're not going to come out for you.
2: And I think that's the shift that we're seeing is that that you can't just assume anymore. Right. right. I think the Democrats have for a long time have always just assumed that that blue wall was impenetrable. Right. That the the, the black vote was on lockdown. That the Democrats right. were always going to get it at the levels and the rates that they were always getting it, and that right. just isn't that's, true.
0: Right. But but and, but what I don't want. To have to, to happen happen is the assumption that we are you know, blaming black women or blaming no, black people for no not at all. No, 2016. no it was
1: that was uh, that, that was, was, was like women. single
0: white women <laughs> single white men and and white women yeah who hated right. Hillary yeah like I just want to I just want to be very clear on that before we move off of Mayor Pete um I had to make sure that was clear yeah no it, uneducated whites elected Donald Trump um there's no talk about that uh, Amy, <laughs> yeah. Amy Klobuchar.
2: Yes. So <laughs> no one should be present who abuses their staff.
1: Yeah. Okay, I don't
0: know anything about this, but we'll get to she, that. She,
1: she she's had, thrown binders at her staff, and yeah, and, and is, has, is is throw is prone to bouts of rage uh, behind the scenes where she treats people who are subordinate to her poorly. And I'm of the opinion that the way you treat the janitor reveals your true character. Correct. Yes. And absolutely. and if that's how you treat your immediate subordinates, like. Yeah, I've got she some has, severe reservations.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, she has a history of like berating, demeaning, yeah. dehumanizing her staff, and I don't think anyone should be president. Who does that?
0: I listen. I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. My only thing is one: she can't stand Pete Buttigieg. That it, <laughs> is, <laughs> it is. It is very clear, clear that she can't stand that man. Like, it is fun to see on the debate stage. It is Just very to, fun. Like those AM. are the moments that I love when 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 they get their sassy pants on and start going after each other. It's fun. Yeah,
2: and she's had quite the resurgence lately with well, with yeah. Iowa and New Hampshire. Here's
0: and my here's my fueled by white women.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, this, my, is, <laughs> this is why Iowa and New Hampshire should not be the first us.
1: Uh, oh, I, I, I openly I openly ask all the time. I'm like, why do we care what Lily White Iowa or or like far left.
0: New Hampshire, New Hampshire
1: cares about the presidential election. Like, yeah. she, I, I don't get it.
0: Here's yeah. my thing, and we're not going to spend too much time on Amy Klobuchar, but here's my thing about her that I think bothers me. Um, I said that she's a low-key, low-key shade queen. Um, and, like, it's that folksy, like, uh, Minnesota. So mm-hmm. like, she reminds me... Do you remember a cartoon called Bobby's World? I, I uh, do not. No, I'm, I'm uh, Bobby's World was the greatest cartoon I ever looked at. <laughs> um... But, like, it was I'm, Minnesota. Like, the Minnesota accent and the mm, don't you know. Like, yeah. it's very that. Yeah. But I'm like, and I'm like... And I'm not saying that she's not smart. I'm not saying that she's not capable. It's right. just... Like, there's something about her that makes me go...
2: To her credit... Well, it's because you. she's berating and dehumanizing yeah, and drawing she just things just that finished are
0: throwing a binder at someone.
2: <laughs> to her credit... Minus that. And this is a very, like, minor credit. She has a history of winning in the Midwest. Yes. She's from Minnesota... You know, she, she has a history of winning in an she gives, area. She knows how to win. She, she knows, knows how, how to win. win. Uh, she had a, a, a very factual, true line during one of the debates where she said that her and Elizabeth Warren were the only women on on the stage who had won every single election they'd ever been in. Yes. And that the men who were on that stage did not have that same distinction. I mean,
0: how many, but like, how many elections has Elizabeth Warren actually done?
2: Either way. <laughs> like, <laughs> Either way, like, Jason. Like, I it, mean, that that it was a quippy it remark a, it in a debate that earned her some attention. That I think draws people to her, even though I just I can't. She is that the idea.
0: candidate of soccer moms.
1: Like, oh, I don't think so. My my mom, my wife, literally is a soccer mom, and couldn't even tell you who Amy Klobuchar is. Okay, so I mean, she's got a long way to go. Okay, um, I don't so, I don't see a path to. To the nomination for her. Not I don't know. Nomination. I feel like
0: she's a dark. I feel like she's a dark horse. Uh, nah. But nah. we'll see. Um, the you forget that
1: a lot of the same people that you talk about being her supporters are much more pro Biden than they are. True. I mean, uh, so we Bi- Biden would have to drop out for Klobuchar to have any chance. I
0: so think. I'm going to put these yeah. last two together because I feel like they go together. Okay. Um, and that's Steyer and Bloomberg uh uh-uh.
2: So my comment on both of them is that billionaires shouldn't be able to buy
0: elections. That's really what I was going to say. I, I... I think that Stier, I Now, mind you, if I had to choose between the two...
2: Steyer. Styre. I just love the fact that styre wants to be Bernie Sanders' best friend.
0: Listen, he's... He's
2: high.
1: I really <laughs> feel like styre's is high as shit. I, I think Styre's just... He just decided he, you know, was going to do whatever the hell he wants yeah. with his money. So... Good for him. Um, I can't wait till Jeff Bezos or Bezos runs in twenty twenty four just because he can. Oh, God, uh, God. I mean, he can do it too. Yeah. <laughs> I Bloomberg needs to just go away. I mean, he's got he he's a terrible candidate. He's uh, a
0: terrible candidate. He you know there's no like he's a ter- he's a, a he's a terrible candidate. Yes. B he's not a his record is not it's great. It's awful. Right, uh, Not even
2: just not great. It's awful. I mean, he, he, he his record as mayor of New York and what he just says policy should be is no better yeah. than, than any Republican in Congress or whatever, the guy in the White House now, right Bloomberg's a moron. I mean, what, yes.
0: What I do love is the the catfighting between Bloomberg and Trump. Yes, that's sure. Amazing. I was going to say,
2: that's the best part that's of, fun, of Bloomberg. But you know what? He can do that while not running for president. He yep. could just be on Twitter at 4 a.m. just like Trump is. And, and go back and, and forth. And just go back and forth. And no one... and like. But no what I think can. is
0: interesting is, you know, what I do like about those two is that they both have said it doesn't matter whether we're the nominee or not, we are supporting whoever, you know, financially supporting whoever the next candidate, yes. whoever the candidate is. I
2: do take issue, though, with Bloomberg, just he has so much money that he can just do with what whatever he wants. And that he's chosen, instead of investing in... Down ballot races, or uh, you know, statewide initiatives, or senatorial candidates, or just another presidential candidate, he's decided that he's going to drop millions of his millions of dollars on his own. I mean, I the only campaign ad I've seen at all this this entire cycle is Mike Bloomberg.
0: Listen, I'm about to tweet Mike Bloomberg right now. Cash at me two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And that's the thing. I mean, (laughs)
2: his campaign is willing to give. people money, like, just to say, like, you know, come on board and well, you can get $6,000 a month, which, hey, you know, I don't blame people for going out there and doing what they got to do to survive. I do not blame people for that. Um, but I also believe that is a fundamental flaw in our democracy, when someone who is a billionaire can go out and just say, pick a number, we'll pay you, pay it for you, as long as you're working on working on our interests. Like, it just... That to me. Well, I mean,
1: to to me, that's the that's the central problem in U.S. politics oh, is is the money that's involved. Uh, I mean, the the decision by the Supreme Court that uh, <laughs> campaign contributions by corporations were tantamount to free speech protected yeah. by the First Amendment um, absolutely undid. I mean, that ensured that your voice and my voice were never going to matter. Right. Um, well, it's an Amazon moment. and
2: you know. Google and Coca-Cola and all, and and Wall Street and all those other big multinational companies they they because they can spend as much money as they want. Right, like Bloomberg
0: can... for president. I, I can't <laughs> Like even if...
2: I will walk out of this podcast right now. <laughs> Why? you will not have me as a commentator anymore and I'm I will, and I will tweet <laughs> out about Casey Caffeine.
0: You won't do it. <laughs> I, I will do. I
1: will call her out. Which you well do. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, even even when some of those folks do something positive, it it still irritates me. Like, I see, you know, Amazon's given ten billion dollars to climate change. Great. How about you invest some money in worker safety and paying some of those folks yeah. a living wage? How first? about that? You uh, know I like what I mean? That. Like, I'm like, why don't you lead the why, way? Of, why don't you do both? Because you, you can, right? Yeah. Like, I, I
2: yeah. I, I mean, and because ten billion dollars of you know Jeff Bezos is. Wealth, from what I was reading, only counts for on, like seven yeah. percent of his income. It's a drop of it's a, it's a drop. Right, you know, ten billion dollars, cool. He, you, he can still buy whatever he wants. You know, he can still. Listen, you can get, get
0: all the cheese or all your burgers from here for yeah, eternity.
1: You know, yeah. I mean, like if you really want to fight climate change or something like that, then then hey, how about you help like places like Los Angeles and Kansas City get mass transit systems that can actually effectively move yes. people around the urban core when yeah. they need to? You know, yeah, or, and that
2: I think is. The issue with billionaires in America is that they think that they can just donate however much money that they want to these nonprofit initiatives when really the way that you look at it when I see that happening what I see is people buying influence
0: yes is that His Jeff Bezos him to yeah
2: Jeff Bezos uh, is donating ten billion dollars to climate change initiative initiatives of which he gets to decide what those right. initiatives are. What and they're they do also
0: a tax write off. And so yeah. that's and then, how he gets you
1: know and then he gets to tell himself, you know, about this incredible legacy he's be yeah. behind. I mean,
2: look, the reason why I like Bernie Sanders, why I like Elizabeth Warren is because they're willing to call out the fact that these companies like Amazon, like Wall like, you know, the the banks on Wall Street, like these financial firms, these insurance companies that the the way that they run business is harmful and detrimental to America, and it's harmful to the middle class, and it's harmful to the our systems of government, and that we have to ha- have a very stark and hard departure from business as usual, not just from the politics in Washington, but the way that we run business, because you know Amazon should not pay less taxes than you or I do.
1: Right, and and, and so much of it though comes down to um, the fact that. You know, 50, 60 years ago, most companies were privately owned. Right. And, you know, if you wanted to maximize your profit and squeeze the people you worked for, you had to look them in the eye. And this was somebody you had built a relationship with over 20, 30 years. You yeah. had to look them in the eye and cut their freaking heart out while you sat there. It was, it's, it's a lot harder to do, yeah. it, 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 you know, but now it's really easy because it, it, if, if your only goal is to pay a nickel dividend to your stockholders, yeah. you don't care what sacrifice that. It doesn't matter to you. It's just a number on a balance sheet. If people yeah. get laid off, it's just right. a number on a balance sheet. If you have to jack up someone's premiums seventeen yeah. percent year over year.
2: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Bain Capital does not care about you know the no the Chatham factory. assets. Yeah. They do not care well, about the the factory in well in Indiana or Michigan or wherever that you know is laying off 100 people they don't care about the factory that pollutes an entire community that no. they're putting up you yeah, know they don't care about that they just care about the fact that they're making money
1: yeah. how can you squeeze more money
2: out how can we enrich ourselves and that to me is a uh, to me what i think all of these candidates who are running for president minus mike bloomberg because he's a billionaire and i don't he shouldn't be in this race to begin with th- that is what they really should be focusing on healthcare. And what they're going to do to help lift the middle class up, which, which is why, been, like I
1: said, if I well, I don't know that continue healthcare continue. is a winning is a winning. It should be, but it isn't. I don't think it is uh, a, winning, no, I a think, winning issue. I
2: think healthcare, like the like the bread and butter issues of healthcare, right? Lowering prescription drug costs, expanding access. Right. How are you going but, to make sure that like you're you're not going to be denied healthcare because of a pre-existing condition? But I
1: but I, what I'm saying is I don't think people care. I, I don't think it. I don't. I mean, that's what portions of the Affordable Care Act did. And yes. people couldn't race to the ballot to elect Trump, in part to repeal ACA. Anyway, you're counting on people to understand a complex issue that I don't think they understand. Well, and, I, and so that's why I say I don't think that's a winning issue for the Democrat. I think it's a winning issue maybe. for a segment, but that's not yeah. how you win over. That's not how you win over, you know, independents, and that's not, mm-hmm. not how you win over people who can't stand yeah. Trump but worry about about taxes, especially. Well, I mean, I. Sure.
2: I mean, I think taxes is a good area to is to look at in the sense of like, look, there are these multinational companies who pay less taxes than you. That Amazon made billions of dollars right. last that, year. Right. That's what I. That's. I mean, that's, I would be beating that message out. Like, do you think that's fair? Well, if you do, you're probably a billionaire already. Right. You know. But if you don't think that's fair, which is probably the majority of Americans, then, really. To me, there is no other choice but to vote for a Democrat for president this
1: year. Well, and that, that's where they, they need to be beating those messages home. They need to beat that message home. Rather than they,
2: beating each other up.
1: Right. They need to beat the message home of, uh, of, of hey, it, it, it's, you know, <laughs> what do you think Apple did with their tax break? Do you think they invested it in their workers? No, they just paid off massive amounts of debt and then paid off and then gave each other, you know, shares, you know, and, you, and they need to be hammering Trump on the fact that unless you own – millions and millions of dollars worth of stock you're not participating in this economic expansion no you're not participating in this economic growth yeah it's great that black unemployment is as low as it's ever been as we keep hearing trump say but do you feel comfortable with your job could you pay for a major medical crisis if you needed to how come you know how much have you gotten a raise how comfortable do you feel with your lot in life do you feel like the company's taking advantage of you or taking care of you i mean there there are places and there are ways to tear down every one of these arguments and the democrats don't understand how to run a campaign from the top down they they i mean and that's part of the problem they're a train wreck and i already hate that i can kind of see it coming again but they blew the election in 2016 and right now i'm not seeing anything that says to me that they're not going to do the
0: same make the same stupid mistakes and on that note, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, so we're back. Hello. Hi. <laughs> hi <laughs> I made mean, sure to say hello this time. Yeah, hi Jason. So, um, that was a lively discussion and pretty damn awesome. I loved it. Every um, bit of it. But just want- to recap,
2: Mike Bloomberg should not be right for president. Right, and I think we all agree on that. <laughs>
0: we 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 agree on that, unless he out me six thousand dollars. Look, and then is. I don't know what to tell y'all. You better share a percentage of that. Listen, I got you, Boosh. Because
2: <laughs> this conversation, I got
0: you, Boo. I got you. <laughs> but no, so I was, I was thinking. First things first, you know. You know this field started with like twenty-four people. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, if there's anybody that you could bring back to run, and you know, or wish had not dropped out, who would it be? I have two, so keep it to two or less.
1: I have one I The only one that I wish Was really still in it Is probably Andrew Yang Just because I thought he brought A, a, a fresh approach um, I, I Frankly I just thought He was a nice guy Lovely. And I Absolutely. liked And I liked Hearing him I liked hearing him talk And I liked the fact that You didn't Necessarily know What was going Where he was going to. Like he was capable Of surprising you But usually in a good way And that he was Thoughtful and articulate, and I just—I think you're going to miss his his presence. I, again, I don't think that he was capable of of winning the nomination, and I'm not sure he's capable of beating Trump. And I, I but I'm also going to miss the. You're only you only like Yang because he wants to give you Listen, a thousand dollars
0: a month. Give me my democracy dollars. Yeah, I, I made I, so I,
1: many I, jokes. I <laughs> give me
0: my democracy dollars. I got so many jokes off about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I don't disagree. I, I, it was. I think Andrew Yang, he provided a perspective that I think is going it was very to be fresh. It was yeah. very fresh. It was different. And I think that was a, a nice change from kind of the politics of usual yeah. as Democratic presidential primaries go. Um, the person that I would wish was still in the primary um, is Julian Castro. Yes. Uh, I thought that he provided everything that I wish Pete Buttigieg provided to me, at least. That was, uh, he
0: was fiery. I loved him. You
2: know, he he was unafraid to go after people. He was unafraid to call out the fact that Iowa and New Hampshire should not be the first in the nation primaries and caucuses. You know, he he was progressive. He had policy views that were he was talking about policies that other I believe that other presidential campaigns weren't talking about, and he was going to places that other candidates weren't going to, uh, and that to me. Uh, in much the same way that Andrew yang provided this fresh per- perspective and this new voice I think Julian Castro provided yeah, that like um that. now was he as outside the the establishment circles as is like Andrew yang was no but he he provided something that I think is sorely missed out of this current uh, lineup of candidates um you know and it would be nice to still see him in the in the he, he'd Prime. probably if he was still around he'd probably
1: yeah, I, I he'd be he my number
0: be, one. He would
2: be, yeah. yeah. He'd be a great, my candidate at this point. I do, yeah, I agree. Uh,
0: and I have a feeling that if um, Elizabeth Warren gets the nomination, which we don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. But if if it was, Julian Castro would be her running mate. That's oh, absolutely. what, because yeah. that would be, absolutely. and that would be a winning ticket for me. Yeah. Again,
1: I, I, I so much, so much of it will be decided by who survives Super Tuesday. Absolutely. And and then. Does anyone is anyone after that able to put together enough of a coalition to to overtake Sanders? Right, because um, yeah. I think Sanders is going to have the lead coming up Super Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think at that point, some enough people will drop out. Someone will have the opportunity, much like Trump did in, in April, May into June, to try to consolidate the base and then overtake Sanders down the stretch. Okay, and so, so that's I, the question. So who are your? So people? I have two. Okay,
0: one of them is serious. And the other one is just purely for my enjoyment. Uh, <laughs> if,
1: Dep- depending on it, all right. I'll I'll hear yeah, but just understand I could bop you in the head with this microphone.
0: <laughs> so, the serious one was Cory Booker. He he yeah. yeah I, I like Cory. Number Booker. one, like I felt very remnants of like Obama and mm-hmm. that that the way that he talked and the way that he could like electrify a room, you yes. know, listening to him speak. Like he could talk about things uh in a way that made me feel that made it feel like okay, Yes, things are dark, but there's hope.
2: I agree. I have been, I have been in the room where Cory Booker has been speaking, and he, he, I mean, he, the way that he's able to engage a crowd and really, you just like you feel connected with him, right? And you feel connected with the story that he's telling, right? Uh, and I, I don't disagree. He, I mean, he would be a great like I think we be.
0: lost a, a a a great candidate when he dropped. Out.
1: I, I, but I don't, I don't think he's lost. I mean, I think. If I'm Buda Judge and I end up getting the nomination, my first call is Cory Booker. Booker to see sure. it, to see. It. That's that's what I'm talking about when I talk about the VP nomination can swing a lot of stuff because I do think that there are a lot of people to your point about the black community who might have reservations about one electing any gay man, um, but you know, but Mayor Pete specifically. But I think if 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 Cory Booker came on board, I think people could get behind yeah. that because they would then see a path to hey mayor pete is what it is what he is but but he made a smart decision at least we have somebody who will have the ear of the president to help craft policy right that, that may be that that may be beneficial he, he might be able to temper what some people think of as a as a too much of a centrist uh you know leaning for for mayor pete and then also i mean he becomes a natural candidate um after the presidential right. cycle yeah, ends absolutely. to to you know that puts hey, cory booker that. in a Perfect position yeah. to, to run for president I down think, the I, road. I think that would be a savvy move if you're Mayor Pete and, and your primary concern with a VP candidate is the minority the vote. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I I, whether, think whether Biden, it's,
0: Biden would be, Biden picking Booker would be a smart choice as well. I think sure. so too.
1: Although I could see him also going for Kamala. I mean, either, yeah, yeah. either him or, yeah, or Kamala.
0: Um, and I think my other one, and this is purely for my own entertainment. Like,
1: I'm telling you.
0: Marianne Williamson. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Because uh, she I like I'll wait uh, for my crystals in the mail. She was <laughs> at a, she was on a whole other planet than everyone no else was on. Look. And I loved every second of it. I
1: like I, I again, um, you know, going back to the Dead Raccoon conversation, if she were the nominee, I would I would vote for in a heartbeat. And and I would and I would love every minute if she got in the White House <laughs> just because the Twitter pictures of her doing like yoga in the rose garden, surrounded by crystals and candles. I mean, and just it's watching. I mean, because like any time President Trump tweets anything now, you see people just like fly off the handle, and it doesn't matter. He could. I'm convinced at this point he could say that the sky is blue, and people would just flame him for one reason or another that just can't stand the man. But. Uh, you would see the opposite effect if, if uh, I, you know, if listen, this woman in yoga pants was like
0: listen, just ch- like chasing spirits out, the, out of the listen, rose garden, yeah, it would be this, glorious. When she was like, when, when she said, you, we just got to put more love out in. I love her. Mm-hmm. I love her. Like, I just feel like she, I mean, there, her third but, eye is open. But the
2: wild <laughs> thing about it, though, is like once you get past that. Right. Right, and you would listen to what she says. She made sense. She makes sense, right? And that is what I think is so like wild to me is that, like, at the end of the day, when it all come, like boils down, like when she was out there talking,
1: like, like
2: okay, right. yeah, that yeah. that's
1: that's what gave me hope. But I, I'm I'm like I'm like, well, she's got some some <laughs> eccentricities, but there's who There's more <laughs> <nothing laughs> going on, <laughs> there, right?
2: There's stuff going there, and you know. And, look again if she got if she if she were the person who became president I'd be fine she'd have more wheels going up there than Let's, the, per- the person in there currently she was the
0: first pr- person to talk about reparations and regardless of what your feelings on reparations are yeah, you know that is a conversation that we need to have and that that a, a fact
2: that a white woman running for president was willing wasn't to willing to have that she was the first one and, and, a, and wealth, Tom, a wealthy, wealthy white,
0: white woman, woman. And then Tom Sire was the, the next one and I was like well Tom you have all this money why don't you just go ahead and mm-hmm. pass, well, there a, you go. pass the collection plate you know what I mean but it's, that's
2: the thing wealthy people will always be willing to talk about reparations because they're not going to tell us their, money, their yeah. money
0: yeah but it's you know but again like that's a conversation that needs that needs to be discussed because there is a like in my personal opinion there is a bill due to the black community you know regardless of what you regardless of how that bill is paid there is a bill due and we can have a whole episode on that sometime later but which we will but sorry <laughs> Um, but like, I just felt like, like, you know, she just, there's something about that. Like, I'm not going to just say flighty cause I don't think she was flighty. I think she was very kind of grounded, but she had her, you know, eccentricities and just having you know, that, that positivity and just very like mindfulness is something that's com- so completely different than what we have in the white house right now that it was like, Okay, she's never going to go anywhere. Like, this is this is it, but...
2: Look, I would love to I
0: chase... Uh, love, I would love to chase butterflies with you.
2: Yes. I would love to chase butterflies through the Rose Garden with Marianne Williamson. Yes.
0: Um, okay, so let's flip that all around. Is there anybody in the race now that you wish would drop out?
2: Besides Bloomberg? Yeah, besides Bloomberg. Besides Bloomberg.
0: I mean, we... Read? That's... that's...
2: Stare. Biden. Yeah, Biden. Klobuchar.
0: I'm saying... Mine is Klobuchar. Like... As much as that—that is—that is, that is the—I—I I have said the only person that I would hold my nose and vote for would probably be Klobuchar. I
2: think the thing about it is like whoever the nominee is, and this is my personal opinion, like whoever the nominee is, I will probably vote for them unless it's maybe unless it's Mike Bloomberg. I just I just don't. I'm gonna hold my
0: it. nose and vote for Mike Bloomberg too. I don't know. Like, I, that's the thing,
2: right? It's like I mean you've said this like a you know rotting you know, can of trash outside on the curb would, would I, someone who I'd, you know, I'd vote for before I'd vote for, uh, uh, Trump, you know, or, or, you know, so it's just like... My problem,
0: but see, the problem is, the reason that's say like I would hold my nose and do it, mm-hmm. is because I knew that if I didn't do it, yeah. and somehow he won and got four more years, yeah. he is going to be unstoppable. Unbearable. He's going to be unbearable. Like, it's going to be, you think he's bad now? That's it's gonna be so much so much worse, and I just listen. I don't care who it is. Like, let's just get, let's just get. Look, it over I've
2: it. already said, like, whoever's the nominee, I'm gonna be out there knocking on doors and stumping for that candidate, as if I was their biggest fan from let's, day one. Listen, right.
0: you want you, can, you want to vote for Stick stickly? Vote for Stick stickly. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, but he, and he, here's
1: another point, and that that I think that's for you, young folk. <laughs> the, the reality is that the president of the United States has an an outsized effect on how we feel but in terms of real policy and real impact on our lives it, we put too much value on on what the actual president does so i hope that people put as much energy into you know there are state legislative races yes, where yes, where you know i mean the missouri state senate right now is trying to overturn the Clean Missouri Amendment, where people voted about a way to clean up the gerrymandering and find a fair way to do redistricting. And the Missouri State Legislature, as we speak, is trying to completely undo it. Like, that stuff matters, too. And people can't get so lost thinking about what's happening with the race for the White House that you forget that there are some much more important races that have a much bigger impact on your taxes and on social services where you live that are, that nobody's paying attention to.
2: Well, you met, I mean, you mentioned what the Missouri Senate's doing right now. I mean, you look at what the Missouri house is doing right now too. They're, they're trying to overturn same sex marriage and they're trying to do it by, by making marriage, the legal sense of the word, not a thing. Everyone would be a civil union, right? Uh, previous all marriages both heterosexual and homosexual that it all be civil unions which you know that doesn't that doesn't come with the same sort of tax benefits that actual marriage you know according to the IRS has you know and so this is the, so you're absolutely right you know these state legislative races these gubernatorial governor's races you know they really matter yeah, they city council city council you know yeah they, like they I, they have a huge impact. I mean, I mean, you can you see what's going on. I mean, it's a mess over in Missouri in, in Missouri right now. But you look at what's going on over in Kansas, right? You have people who really spent the time to invest in the governor's race, who spent time investing in the state legislative <laughs> races, and what we've got now is a situation where Kansas, Ruby Red Kansas, may, fingers crossed, we'll see now, have may expand Medicaid, which is going to provide access well. to care to you know over to thousands more people. Uh, in the state of Kansas now, of course. It's being after, held up by it's abortion. Being, it's yeah. being <laughs> held up by this this uh, constitutional amendment. But, um, you know, those things matter. And if those, even, if, even without the Medicaid thing, just by investing in those state legislative races and flipping a, f- a few seats, now we've gotten it to where people have to come to the table and talk. Yes. Right. You know, getting back to your point earlier about compromise, now we're at a position where the other party can say, that's not right. Right? right. Like, in Missouri... The Republicans can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, they have a bully pulpit. Yeah, Yeah. they can do whatever they want. They have a supermajority. They can override whatever the Democrats want to do. Uh, But in Kansas, that really isn't possible. Uh, And so I agree. I mean, these state legislative races that are happening in 2020, this year, are probably more important, have more impact on someone's day-to-day life than what's going on in the presidential race.
0: And and I agree with you guys on all of that. I think that, for me, if where we're going and what, what... Like, this was a good place to start as far as having the conversation about, you know, the, the, the national race. And then we can drill down and, you know, do other races, things that are happening, you know, in other... Uh, you know, in, in kind of your, your down ballot tickets.
2: Yeah. I mean, we talk about, uh, you know, how control of the Senate is so important, right? The Democrats I, don't have a, a, a very large window of Senate seats to be able to flip, but the one that they do have a shot—that people are are saying that there is a real possibility, depending on how is is the, is Pat Roberts' seat with and and Barbara Bollier is running for for that seat, and she has
0: a very real chance, right? You know now. who else has a really real chance, and 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 the the way the polling is looking right now, and we know polling is sketch Itfy. is iffy, but uh, Mitch McConnell's seat, yeah, is actually looking like it's going to be in know, play, in play, which. To me, says a like says yeah. a lot about where, like in Ruby Red, Kentucky.
1: Yeah, you know, and that's how Democrats win.
2: <laughs> Democrats well, but win when they play a wide field.
1: You, to to understand what happened with Mitch, though, you only have to understand the local politics of Kentucky, where the governor totally screwed over his teachers, yeah. and right, and totally screwed over all state workers, mm-hmm. and they revolted, and and that mm-hmm. revolt has has carried on, and so that's why. A lot of that stuff matters. I mean, Missouri, yeah. like, like teachers in Missouri need, you know, they need to be weary of continued Republican control because that that state teacher pension, which is one of the most attractive things about being a teacher in, in the Missouri. state of Missouri, the reason I, promise, here. I promise. I <laughs> promise. It's yeah. under assault. I yeah, promise the it's reason under we're, assault. Because if not, we wet, wet, wetland, and, and wetland and conservation efforts in Missouri like, are going to go by the wayside. I mean, they're already trying. You know, the state leaders in the U.S. Congress are already trying to overturn it in the name of saving, you know, preventing future flooding. And again, this is where there's a balance to be struck there. And what frustrates me is it doesn't have to be all of one or all of the other. It's not ever a zero-sum game. And if you let people convince you that it is a zero-sum game, then you're missing the point. And that's where I think compromise has to come into play. And on that note, guys... This was fun. This was awesome.
2: <laughs> we should definitely talk about the state legislators. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, state so we'll do
0: another... Do another one. Do another one. Not not tonight. Not tonight, no. We'll <laughs> do another one, and we'll talk about state legislators and things like that. So that'll give you guys something to look forward to. Um, there's no After Dark again tonight, because it's Tuesday, and this is a double episode. Um, for those of you who don't know, who don't know, After Dark is where we talk a little bit more adult about things... Um, And we can swear We'll cuss
2: cuss out Mike Bloomberg We also use our Isaac Hayes voices
0: (laughs) Oh yeah (laughs) I don't have an Isaac Hayes voice Um, But there won't be one this week uh, Or for this episode But there will be one for the next episode Um, You just only like to do them when Gabe's here I know how it is Gabe has not been here for an After Dark episode Oh okay, sorry, I just assumed (laughs) It, listen, if we had <laughs> about an hour and a half on this episode, we would have done an after dark episode. <laughs> but I'm, I still have to edit this. Um, but that <coughs> being said, uh, don't forget, guys, to like us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash KC Caffeine. Uh, like us on Instagram at KC Caffeine, the Twitter at KC underscore caffeine. Um, if you want to send us mail, Uh, Emails, you can email us at kc__caffeine at gmail.com. For our Patreon subscribers, that's patreon.com slash kccaffeine. Uh, the Discord is open and running, and we'll have all of the, the notes or anything that we've had we have from this episode will be up on there. That will be a chance for you guys to talk back at us. Uh, I'm still working on the YouTube page so that we can start having video podcasts. I'm also setting up some Twitch streams where you can game with KC Caffeine with me. Um, <laughs> That's
2: awesome.
0: You know, we can just do all kinds of fun stuff together. So there's lots of stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, Don't forget to like, uh, share, and subscribe to this, to the podcast. Uh, All of that good stuff. Todd, thank you so much for coming. It's been a long time. Uh, Austin, thank you so much. Uh, uh, And everyone have a wonderful day and live life like Marianne Williamson.